And good morning, everybody, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. How are we all doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon or evening, depending on where you are. And how's your trip going? My trip's going really, really well. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Um, as some of you know, I usually am in Pennsylvania, but today I'm talking to you from Newport, Rhode Island, which is a beautiful place. We've had a little um, fall adventure up to the New England uh, coast. And I'm happy to say I even, though I didn't get to connect with her in person, I did get to chat with Black Lab Lady, um, who, as you may remember from last week, uh, told us that she is going out into the wilderness for two weeks on a moose hunt. So um, we're actually going to try and get together another time um, in person, but uh, she is just a lovely, lovely lady, and um, is was a, it was a lot of fun to um, have our chat. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yes, yes. And and thank you, Brenda. Um, Brenda said, good chat yesterday, ladies. And I think Ashley did as well. Um, thank you. Good. We had fun um, preparing that. Um, and Ellie said, sorry, I've not been able to make Friday night Emmer Zooms work busy night for kids' family. Mm. Um, yeah. The Friday night uh, football is always a big one. And I think we lost you. And, and there you go. It's it's harder. <laughs> oh no! Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're you're good now. Okay, good. Um. So yeah, it's um, it was great to be on the Emmer Zoom though. Uh, as we mentioned a couple weeks ago, Pam and I met halfway um, mm-hmm. <laughs> out in Eastern Pennsylvania to. Uh, prepare for the uh, Emmer Zoom and review the chapters. And, uh, you know, because if you haven't been on an Emmer Zoom, uh, there's a format you follow. You talk about what characters are in the chapters, the settings, like where they're located, mm-hmm. as well as key action items, quotes. And then you come up with these discussion questions, which are always fun. So it was really, really good. Oh, and the SR Fox said she just finished listening to Facebook Live recording. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you were able glad to do that. Good afternoon. That. Good afternoon. Hope things are well across the pond. Yeah. Oh, our big <laughs> pond. <laughs> oh, and Ellie said for Fridays, her kids are in band, so they're not footballers, but they have to be there to play. Yes. Right. Yeah. Friday yeah. night games, part of the high school ritual in the United States. Although, except um, where I live, they decided that they, and I don't blame them, on the field where the local public high school plays, they wanted to put lights. And the surrounding neighborhoods said, uh-uh. <laughs> so uh, they still only play during the day. They play. That my, um, that had been this case uh, for our kids when they were in high school, uh, they during the time they were at the school, they went from the old location to the new and the old location was in the middle of the neighborhood and only did Saturday afternoon games because they did not have a lit field. Um, well, they only did Saturday home games. Um, they were able to play 
at night um, for against some of the folks who did have lights. Yeah, so. I, I we were only Sunday our games mm-hmm. where I where I grew up. So yes, yeah, we, it's interesting how that works. It it is it is very interesting. Yes, so. and there's um, you know. There's just, uh, it it's, is a nice sense of community. You know, we talk about community a lot. We have this community that grew up around this author's work. And, you know, having um, that touch point, that connection um, in your local community is kind of fun, too. So, yeah. so, yeah, so speaking so of community. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. The new latest and greatest from news. What's the, what's the news from our uh, our dear author? The intrepid author from the great ha- the, the great white north and from the great white north exactly. Um, uh, SR is happy to report that the Passion Flick store has reopened, and Gabriel's Infernal merchandise is for sale, including the DVDs. I know that they are uh, a little bit backlogged on some things when I when I looked at their site uh, the other day. But they, you well, know, I, I think I'm they're, sure they're they'll caught they'll in the film. same, right? They're caught in the same worldwide, um, <sighs> you know, shipping and uh, supply chain <sighs> issues that everybody else is. So yeah, um, you, you know, know it's, have it's, patience uh, when you're come. ordering. It will come. But you know, it was it, it was funny because the other a uh, couple weeks ago, I went and picked up my granddaughter. And when I go to pick up my granddaughter in Queens, I have to drive over the Verrazano Narrows Bridge mm-hmm. from Staten Island into Brooklyn, and it's like a parking lot out there. All these container oh, yeah. ships—they just they have nobody to unload them just yet. We so just we it, that was that was um, very telling too when we were out. Uh, when we were out there um, in Portland, because we did, uh, like I say, I'm in Newport. We were, were based in Newport. I have a, a, a dear friend um, just bought uh, some property here. And so we were up having a girl's trip reconnecting after all this time. And um, we did drive up the coast to Portland. And it was amazing the amount of activity in the yeah. harbor. Yeah. Um, I think they're really trying, you know, they're really trying to get things, um, to us. So when you order from passion flicks, just be patient, be patient. Um, yeah. I am, um, just for convenience, putting in the link okay. to the passion flicks store. There are a lot of things from the Gabriel series that are sold out right now. Um, I just noticed that, mm-hmm. um, including our favorite mug. And uh, which mine has, but there are fixed because I have a chip in it. (laughs) Did you chip it? Um, and Brenda said she ordered and was shipped the next day, so she's just waiting for it to come in the mail. Cannot wait for the new stuff to come in. Oh, Brenda, what did you get? Yeah, um, Mm. let us know. And good morning, Betty. No apologies needed for you, um, joining us a little late. We're glad you could come. And she said, did you ever wonder if the boss is Santa's neighbor? <laughs> hmm. That's it. It's a possibility, but it might be yeah. a distant neighbor. <laughs> and Paul's T-shirt is sold out, too, she noted. Thank you, Betty. Ten minutes in. You never mm-hmm. disappoint. Never disappoint with Betty. <laughs> so, anyway, to continue and, uh, on. And, yes. Well, Brenda said she 
got too much stuff. Three shirts, one leggings, and a sweater. Wow, Brenda, you are, <coughs> you are, uh, you, you and Kenzie that. are getting uh, <laughs> the run for the money there. I love it. Yes. You know what, though, they, they, I do have to say the the merchandise, the quality is really good, and the oh, it is. It the is. apparel's really comfortable. Um, so I think I, I can understand why you ordered all the all yeah. the goodness. I, I have uh, one of the t-shirts and it's so nice. It's a nice mm -hmm. soft cotton. It's really good. Yeah. So, I want to get a Kincaid shirt. I have not done that yet. Okay. I'd love that from the Dirty Sexy Saint movie. Mm -hmm. um, I just thought that would be a fun one to that have. That would be fun. Yeah. So also let's see what else we have going on. We have, uh, uh, as I was saying, he can also report that Dreamlet of Denmark has acquired Gabriel's promise for the Danish market. That fantastic. And the Russian edition of Gabriel's Promise is forthcoming, and he's eagerly awaiting the man in the black suit in Portuguese. Um, the man in the black suit is also now on the Kiss app, and will also appear on the Hoopla app and the iReader app very soon. Uh, some readers have asked about ordering Italian editions of the Florentine series from Delray and Zoni, and Aces readers can order through the publisher Del Rey Exoni, or if they are if they want to use Amazon, you can but go through Amazon.it and then have the book shipped to the U.S. Uh, he thinks that that's all the news for the week. He he thanks everybody for listening and wishes everybody a good weekend. And if you're Canadian, happy Thanksgiving. It's Monday. That's right. So. Monday is uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I can't I try, believe I, it I, already. I, I try to take the word Canadian out of it only because it's a Thanksgiving, like us. It is a Thanksgiving so. in Canada. Right, and yeah, that's exactly right. And and mm -hmm. uh, there is a um, a good SCTV uh, little sketch from Eugene Levy. If anybody wants to catch up on the video, um, about you know. Canada invented Thanksgiving because they have it first. It's really funny. It's good. Of course, Second City TV, so it can't be bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's always, it's always fun. Absolutely. <laughs> it really does reflect, it really does reflect some of the Canadianisms. <laughs> yeah. well, Bob, and, Bob and Doug, I, I, Canadaisms. <laughs> Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie are favorites of mine. They have been for a very long time. So I, I whenever I can, I, if, I, if I'm feeling a little bit depressed, I put on their videos and I start laughing like crazy. So, you know, good really? day, eh? Yeah, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking and... Uh... I, I Betty think, says uh, it's Thanksgiving, just like in the novel. I know that's because right. we are still in. <laughs> it worked out that our, way. We are still in Thanksgiving. The endless Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I think we've been in Thanksgiving for what about a month now, a month and a half, <laughs> somewhere. In I think I I think so, and I'm happy to see Karen's joined us this morning. Good, Good morning, morning KK. KK. So glad you could jump in and stop by. Um, Yes, so Betty said, I wonder if we will celebrate Christmas at the same time as the novel. Uh, well, uh, you know, anything's possible. <laughs> anything's possible. Mm -hmm. um, and Betty said, in terms of the Passion Flicks merchandise, which we had just put the link in there, um, 
She wants a little rabbit. I don't know if they will ever sell Julia's rabbit on Passion Flicks, but she really wants one. That would be nice. But you know what? I know that from from what I've heard, that there's going to be a lot of new merchandise coming in uh, mm-hmm. as far as new design and all that kind of stuff. So we shall see. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And yes, the never-ending Thanksgiving dinner, a.k.a. the new Groundhog Day, as she yes. noted. Yes. So. So we are we are in Thanksgiving, and we're going to turn um, now. We're covering two chapters today um, because these are super short, mm-hmm. uh, as you know. Um, I think part of that helps to build the momentum and the uh, kind of the intensity of the moment, mm-hmm. as you know. Gabriel and Julia had just finished having Thanksgiving dinner with the Emers uh, with the Clarks. Um, at the house in Sealands Grove. Uh, it's after dinner. Gabriel and Julia were heading out to the orchard for a walk and other things. Um, Richard and Rachel were cleaning up, and as the others were um, in the house and relaxing and getting ready um, putting the kids away, kids to bed. And so as they were outside walking, they went to the orchard, um, had some really great discussion. Uh, things got a little uh, passionate and they ended up making love in the orchard as they were, as you recall in last chapter, it began with the word crack and they realized they were not alone in their little slice of paradise. So Gabriel got up and was checking it out, and he sent Julia back to the house so she could stay safe. So um, that is where we are when we begin Chapter 36. And I'm laughing at Betty's comments uh, regarding uh, Passion Flicks merchandise. Um, she said, I would love a Marry Me Paul t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um that might have to be a suggestion made to Passion Flicks, uh, Betty, because I think they would. <laughs> they think that would be um, pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as she noted uh, during the jaunt in the woods, um, it's a good thing Julia did not wear her stiletto boots, um, <laughs> which is true, especially when um, she was dispatched to go run um, through the woods. Uh, back to the house. So she started sprinting off. And as chapter 36 begins, Gabriel's sprinting along the tree line because he decided he saw a glimmer of a flashlight and he decided he was going to go find out what or who was out there checking Mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. So the moon shining above gave light that shone on the ground. So it was easier to, to find, you know, to, to follow the path and and uh, to see, um, thanks to a clear night with the moon out. There are noises ahead, and Gabriel was, you can imagine Gabriel like plowing through the woods, trying to get to whatever is out there. And uh, yes, I agree, Betty. It's interesting, this Thanksgiving turned into a bit of a Halloween film. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's very true. 
Let's just hope Freddy Krueger isn't out there. Oh, or or whoever else. I don't think Michael he was Myers. worried about that. He wanted to know what was. He wanted to know who's been uh, tracking him in that black Nissan. So Gabriel knew the woods well, and he was very familiar with it. Um, but the figure did have a flashlight. So as Gabriel's running, his long legs closed the distance, and he pulled up closer to the noise, and then the noise stopped. He slowed and looked all around him. Then the moon decided to go behind a cloud, so his light source went away. The woods got very, very dark, and he could barely see in front of him. And he stopped and he listened because he, he lost sight. He could only use his other senses to figure out what's going on. He could hear his heart and the wind whispering through the tree. So, I mean, again, a very intense scene, you know, because mm -hmm. now he can't see. So someone else there is out there with a flashlight who has an advantage over him. And he's kind of out in the woods just listening, trying to pick up any clue as to where or or who um, is out there and, and what's going on, you know. Mm -hmm. Someone was out there, he was sure. They had come across he and Julia in the clearing. Um, and at that time, by the way, as you recall, they were both completely without clothes, um, just mm -hmm. holding each other in the, in the darkness on the blanket. Um, someone who drove a black Nissan was stalking him and he was now standing right in the woods playing chicken with him. So he, you know, Gabriel's really at this point, super, you know, high hypersensitive about the fact that there is a threat to him and his family. Like he is acknowledging, you know, the same car he saw up in Boston he saw in Sealand's Grove in front of the house before, right after dinner. Mm -hmm. um, and now there's someone in the woods tracking him. And uh, yes, I agree with you, Brenda. I cannot wait to see that in the movie when they make it. This could be really, really suspenseful. And um, I know uh, Julio would be spot on in portraying this Um I can, I can, I can just visualize the intensity that he would bring to this and the fury. Like, I think he could bring, he could really bring, um, a lot of emotion to this. And Betty said, unfortunately for Gabriel, the stranger is good at creeping away like Michael Myers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, Gabriel? It's not Paul. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Brenda agreed with me. He'd be phenomenal. Um, so, you know, here's you know, the cat and mouse game, right? Gabriel and the unknown. So he inched forward, avoiding stepping on a branch, circling where he thought the intruder might be. And when he got to the center, after about a half an hour, there was no one, no one that appeared. And he had been hoping to use his power of surprise because of the way he approached it, but uh, you know, it's just kind of like this guy did not almost like he vaporized. Right. So, um, you know, Gabriel kind of considered for a minute or two and was trying to figure out 
what to do next. And he thought, you know what, I'm going to walk back toward the house, um, walking away from the clearing, um, because he was just, you know, trying to figure out what's next, where'd this guy go, what's happening. And as he reached the edge of the lawn, he came across Julia's flashlight unexpectedly, and it was still lit. And then he looked around and saw Julia laying on the ground, which, I mean, come on. He was already on hyper, hyper alert. He knew there was someone or something out there. And then he comes across the light and didn't see Julia and then looks over and she's on the ground. I mean, his heart must have just plummeted. He must have just, you know, had the, just had the worst reaction to that. So, and that, of course, cliffhanger um, ending for this chapter, you know, because you don't know what happened to Julia. Why is she laying on the ground? Was she hurt? Was she dead? Was she, you know, was she attacked? What happened? Was she attacked? Right? And, mm-hmm. you know, this was the scenario he did, you know, his worst fear, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and Betty just said that. She said, that was not good. Julie on the floor is Gabriel's worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, he didn't like her on his, her knees, right? Um, no. I think Daddy liked her on the, on the but, ground. In front but, of I mean, having her, losing her is one of his greatest fears. And... Um, seeing her like that must have just been terrifying. So we asked SR, we're still celebrating Thanksgiving in Seelands Grove, and Gabriel and Julia are content in the afterglow of the orchard until they hear a branch crack in their paradise. Is the orchard easy to get to if you are not at the house, or does this intruder have to really know how to get around? And SR responded that, the orchard is a bit of a walk from the house, but is part of par- but is part of a parcel of land adjacent to the house. So someone exploring the black yard or someone following them would be able to find the orchard. Yeah, so. you know, because I, I, you, you think about it, and, you know, is it close to the road? Is it, you don't know. So right, somebody, right. somebody had to figure out what they were doing in there. That's true. And, and Ashley noted having Julia like that probably gave him PTSD, PTSD, you know, having that recollection of her, um, just being on the floor, being out, you know, um, and, and Betty's like, did Julia get bitten by a wolf, a vampire or something else? Oh, I, I think William was still in. It's, William was on the island at that I was going to say, well, maybe well, some of William's subjects. So you gotta. You, know, you, you, never, you never know. know. You never know. That's right. <laughs> so. so all of a sudden, you know, Rachel's looking out the kitchen window, and all of a sudden, she's racing out the back door, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And, and you know, she's been doing dishes, so she's got all the soap and stuff still on her hands, and. She ran onto the back deck, and, and she's watching as Gable's carrying uh, Julia across the lawn. And she ran over. She's like, what happened? And, and you know, she could tell that Julia was still conscious, but she was in pain. And uh, she said she had tripped on a branch. Thank God. I mean, thank God it wasn't mm-hmm. something else. But, uh, you know, so she, but she... And she would have called to let somebody know, but... 
She left her she, cell phone. Cell phone. <laughs> as, as you should when you're not, when you're away from everything. So, you know, little cell phone breaks here and there are good. Um, but Gabriel said that uh, he thought she had broken her ankle. They weren't really sure at this point. And uh, uh, he pushed Richard and Rachel as he went into the house. And Aaron's, like, concerned. And he came up to her and asked if she could put her weight on it. You know, that's one of the telltale signs of a broken ankle. Although my friend Alicia, when she broke her ankle at a Boston Yankees, Yankees game, she never even knew it until the next morning. Of course, I think mm -hmm. she had a, I think she had a, <laughs> was feeling no pain to begin with. I was I just going to say, was why she, uh... she broke her ankle. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. um, so she shook her head and she said Gabriel was going to take her to the hospital. <laughs> and he proceeded to tell them before that he had thought someone was out there. And Gabriel's like, he had chased him, but they couldn't find him. Uh, Aaron, he, he suggested that he and Scott should go look around, which would be smart. And mm -hmm. Gabriel also said to look for a black Nissan with tinted windows. And I wonder if he got that back window fixed from, remember, he, in Boston, right, because, he broke the back yeah, window. He actually, yeah, he actually... Yeah, so. and and the fact that he, you know, was so specific in the description, right? Um, it's like he's known about this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Right. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because Betty said the scene was funny and weird. How do you explain the grass and mud stains without explaining the sex in the orchard? <laughs> well, they well, did have a blanket. They did have a blanket. This is true. And Julia then just fell. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be fresh mud stains. <laughs> and, and that's true. And um, just thankfully it wasn't on a beach. Because <laughs> that can get rather irritating. Um, <laughs> Another chapter for your book, Pam? <laughs> <laughs> so he had said the scene, said he'd seen the same car. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God help us all. Um, <laughs> he had seen the same car outside the house in Cambridge, and it, and it had been down the street earlier to that day. So Julia is looking at him saying, you never told me about this. So Richard is, is you know, rushing in to create, get your getting a bag of ice together if they had frozen vegetables um, it would have been helpful too but they put a, a baggie together with some ice in it and wrapped it in a towel so she could put it on her ankle she was happy right. about that well yeah I mean that they were you know luckily there were other people there that can help take care of her um, mm -hmm. and Betty said Gabriel Look for a broken window. I marked it. Um, <laughs> and she also said, Pam, the more you know. <laughs> hey, you know, life is life. It is what it is. Life is life. It's all good. Yes, it is. I, I have to say I, I or was. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Julia looking at him saying, you never told me. I mean, again, to Brenda's point, if this was on film, 
I just think Melanie would portray that so beautifully because oh, I think she would too. In the midst of all this, and she was in so much pain from this injury, but I think what really hurt her was the fact that she didn't know that there was a car that, and there was somebody or something that's been following them mm-hmm. um, for quite some time. You know, not just here mm-hmm. in Sillins no, Grove, but back but at back at home in Cambridge. You know, that, I mean mm-hmm. that that's odd enough. So right. Right. So, so Scott asked them if they'd gotten a license plate number. I mean, that would be logical to do, get a license plate number, especially if you can, if a car is stalking you. Exactly. And uh, he said that there was no visible plate, which sometimes happens when people are stalking. I saw that on Law and Order or mm-hmm. Murder, She Wrote, or you name the police show. Right. Um uh, then Scott asked Gabriel if they were going to have the police every Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, you know, that that's something that you know you you like. Come on. Yeah, really. Scott can't help himself though. I mean, mm-hmm. he is a typical. It's a typical kind of sibling thing, right? You know, yeah. he just oh. it's just like he has to poke him a little bit. Um, I have to say though, in that instance, Scott making the snide comment then. I have to say surprised me a little bit just because this is a serious situation. Julia's hurt right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not because, of, you know, not directly because of that, but I mean, you have someone who's injured and then you have this threat that you're d- discovering mm-hmm. and uncovering. And then for him to kind of do that backhanded, you know, well, and it almost, not- almost saying, Oh, well, Gabriel, come on, you're bringing this all on our family. You know, it's, and and you know that's something that I asked SR because it always seems like Scott is always giving Gabriel a hard time, mm-hmm. and I know not so much in my own immediate family, but in my husband's family, he he had a brother and he also had a sister, and the brothers were dangerous duo growing yeah. up. I mean, you know, they they were doing the sky jumping off bunk beds and that kind of stuff, and. Or, like, uh, Jim was daring his younger brother to cut his sister's elbow with scissors, which he, he eventually did. And, you know, which so my sister-in-law had to be taken to an emergency room to have her elbow sewn up. Oof. Yeah. And they're in rural Canada at that part point. Uh, it's, it's not so rural now, but when they were living there, it was in poor credit and there was a lot of farms around them. So I, I feel bad that uh, my mother-in-law had to deal with that at that time. And I probably would have killed both of them. But so, yes, but we asked SR about it. And he said, I asked if, if did Scott regret his comment about the police being at the house? And uh, he responded saying, I think Scott speaks first and regrets afterwards. Mm. But his relationship with his brother has improved over the years. And I think Scott and Gable are closer than they were before. So, I think yeah. I I do agree with that. I, and I think yeah, the way he speaking first, regretting afterward, I think that's mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. And I I you know he's a headstrong character as yeah. as Floor was saying. Scott is always being an ass. He just can't help himself when it comes to Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Anna, Anna noted, Scott is your basic buffoon asshole with an obvious passive-aggressive envy. <laughs> <laughs> um, to quote Gabriel, Betty said, that was beneath you. 
And um, SR, SR Fox said, I'm always fighting with my little sis before. I was always fighting with my little sis before I moved out of the house. She and I became best friends after. Um, so a lot of it is the sibling thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think part of it is the nature of Scott, right? It's just that's how he is. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking first, regretting later, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, but Betty said, uh, you know, I think that comment was rude. It was rude. Um, it was. Fine. I mean, especially, and let's, let's think about this. I mean, the prior Thanksgiving was the whole episode with Simon where, I mean, Julia was, you know, in a, her life was threatened essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, this was no fault of Gabriel's, you know, Gabriel saved this situation. It could have turned deadly. Um, you know, so the fact that police yeah. were there, um, you know, was in part because they were able to, uh, to help get Simon off the property. And, mm-hmm. you know, for, so for Scott to just say something so, you know, insensitive, insensitive and, yeah. you know, plus Tammy is in his life full time now too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I, I'm surprised cause Scott has evolved a little bit too, but I think at his core, he just can't help himself. You know, <laughs> Betty said, if I were Tammy, I would smack Scott on the back of his head. <laughs> and uh, SR Fox said, my sis is a lot like Scott. Well, some, you know, sometimes people think before they speak, right. Mm-hmm. Or speak before they think. Um, and, uh, that speaking, uh, and then regretting later does happen. And that's, that's the nature of, of that character. I think of yeah. Scott yeah. and that, you know, a that's... little shit of a younger brother, Brenda said, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Anna said Scott's out attitude goes back to the Clarks not having appropriate adoption family counseling. <laughs> yes, Anna, yes. you would you actually would know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a big piece of it too. There is that little, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the a bit of a jealousy I mm-hmm. think um, True. between True. Scott the way Scott feels towards Gabriel. And, um, and you know, and in stick, sticking up for Scott, I mean, he, you know, he saw what, what Gabriel had done when he'd gone mm-hmm. off to college with the drugs and having, you know, so, so I can understand where there would be some reticence on his part about what the heck's going on. So. Mm-hmm. And as I first noted that she just said, Anna, I thought Scott and Gabriel were good until we, he went to college and became distant and started using drugs. And Betty noted, and this is why Scott is not Claire's godfather. Um, mm-hmm. And Anna also noted, we counsel, you can never take back your words. And that is true. That, that's kind of a think before you speak uh, mantra mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. tr- try to instill. Oh, I had a friend who used to tell me about, who used to say that um, there are things that you can take back, like the spin arrow and, and I forget the whole entire line, but words you can never take back. And I, I remember my grandfather, when I was growing up, he would always say to me, think before you speak. 
Right. And it, you know, that's the one line that has always stuck with me from him all these years later. Thank you mm-hmm. for speak. So. It's true. It's, 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 it's really, really uh, good words. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, it's halftime. It is. And we are getting closer and closer <clears throat> to that holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I am not ready. Although I will say. I'm, I'm still putting Halloween say, decorations up. So I don't want to well, discuss Christmas. Well, I'm happy to say it was in the mid-70s. Um, mm-hmm. Beautifully, unseasonably warm here in Newport, Rhode Island yesterday. And we were mm-hmm. on the beach. There you I go. I was on the beach in a bathing suit with sunscreen on in October. Mm-hmm. So my endless summer wish and desire came true. Although now today it's cloudy in, in the 60s. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, following on this theme and what we were discussing, I think Ellie, you raised a really great point. Um, Ellie said, I think also that without Grace, their peacemaker is missing. The guys would have behaved better around her. Um, and she said, I actually know this from experience after losing my father. My sister and I had a fight that lasted seven, you know, really went into a seven-year war. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have that, the mediator is gone. Yeah. And that's, um, I'm sorry that you guys went through that, Ellie. That's hard. It is hard. Um, <clears throat> Anna also said, not a bit of jealousy, very overt displacement. And his mother felt Gabriel was her gift from God and mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so. I just was thinking the jealousy because of his academics and, you know, his mm-hmm. um, going to Harvard and oh, yeah. all that I kind mean, of stuff. I mean, there's, there's just all kinds of stuff. But in any event, Gabriel confronted him by saying, you know, Julian's <clears throat> ex-boyfriend attacked her three years ago. Mm-hmm. And a stranger car sits outside her house in Cambridge on two separate occasions and then shows up miraculously here in our neighborhood. And uh, what do you say, what do you want me to say, Scott? So, you know, they're they're kind of glaring at each other as as they're discussing this. And, uh, you know, he turned around, Scott just said, oh, Aaron and I will go out and look for him. Uh, If we see anything, we'll call you. And Julia then asked about Claire because, you know, if she's gone to the hospital, you've got to worry about the baby, too. so Gabriel then asked Rachel if she could, uh, you know, help out with that. And, and uh, she uh, she pushed back on Scott, saying she would let get the diaper bag and asked Tammy to put Claire into her carrier. And they did. And, and as, as Gabriel's helping her, uh, Julia, Julia, to the car, Richard's following them with the baby carrier in hand. So this way, if, if Claire needed to be fed while they were in the emergency room, she could at least be fed. That and that, you know, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they were trying to, you know, go through. Um, but you know, I, I think Scott definitely his comment definitely added fuel to the fire of of mm-hmm. the intensity and the and the the high emotions as it was. Um, and you know, I'm looking at some of the you know, some of the comments going on, um, you know, Anna said to be crude, my 29 year old son, um, all says you can never unfuck some anyone. And it's like, you can't take it back. And, um, you know, that I think 
definitely was the case in this situation. Um, Floor noted, I think Scott has always been a little jealous of Gabriel and just spiteful of things that happened with the drugs. Mm-hmm. And Betty said, I can't imagine what Papa Mitchell would have said to Gabriel if he saw Julia injured in Gabriel's arms. Yeah, that would have been, uh, I, I, I don't, I think he, I don't think he would have got been, um, mad at Gabriel. I think he would have been mad at the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, he, although he did forewarn as we learned last night in his, uh, in our, uh, chapters of, of Gabriel's rapture, he did forewarn, um, Gabriel, if anything happened to his little girl, <laughs> he'd be after him. Right. But Gabriel was in the process of trying to protect and defend her mm-hmm. um, in this situation. And I think, you know, trying to protect the family. Um, but I, I can imagine well, that, yeah. you know, the, I, I, and I think, you know, speaking of peacemakers um, and, you know, the fact Ellie made that comment about Grace I think one of the peacemakers that consistently emerges in this, uh, this, uh, series is Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Scott and Gabriel are going at it and Aaron, you know, Aaron, Aaron, kind of- Aaron looked around and was like, look, we'll go. We're going to check it out. Scott and I'll check it out. If we see anything. We're going to call you, you know, you take care of Julia, get her to the hospital Aaron always seems to be kind of that salve and that um, calming presence. You know, I think he needs to be also because Rachel, Rachel can be very strong and emotional, um, mm-hmm. especially when she was going through some of the fertility treatments. Um, and Aaron seems to be that level head, level calming force in the house. Yeah, um, he, he, reminds, and, he reminds me a lot of, of Richard. Yes. In, in a lot of respects, because he, yes, he, he does. Calming, mm-hmm. He is that calming influence. And I think, uh, well, and that makes sense, right? I mean, mm-hmm. ra- that makes sense. Little that girls always tr- tend to find their fathers when they go for a spouse. You know, and, been drawn. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're drawn to the certain characteristics that their father had growing up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But. You know, and it's funny because I, I I mentioned this to you yesterday when we were talking. Um, one in prepping for the Gabriel's Rapture in forty nine and fifty, and putting this together, there was a lot of you. You can just see the actual growth between the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, with Gabriel and and Julia, as well as with everybody else. I mean, you 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 it you can feel it. As you look right. at the way they were and the way they are now, so it was, you know, it was an interesting dichotomy to be going through. Last it year. really was, and then if you add on the fact that if you you can even take glimpses back to the high school time, the high school and college mm-hmm. years, that first meeting of Juliet and Gabriel, mm-hmm. and you have that glimpse of of where they were at in their life journey at that point. And really, that even makes it even more um, amazing uh, where how far they've come since mm-hmm. that point. And um, looking in the chat, uh, Anna had noted, Aaron has been the calm in the storm since high school. 
you know, and she says, I agree. He is like Richard. Um, and right. I mean, cause the first time we meet Aaron, uh, in the story is, um, after, the big is fight. after the big fight and he's comforting Rachel Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it it is and it is very Richard like, isn't it? I mean, it is. Um, and and then Betty noted, in the past, Grace has come to Gabriel to give him comfort when he is in distress. Do you ever wonder if she knows about the supernatural stuff, and could she ever warn Gabriel about it? You never know. You never know. And Betty says Aaron needs more love from the fandom. He does. <laughs> I think, I think that's, I think that's going to be continuing to emerge. I mean, he's, he is, um, not a primary character, but he is definitely a strong supporting character. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, uh, seeing him on film in rapture with the wedding, I think, uh, is going to kind of elevate his profile in, in the, in the passion flicks realm of SR fandom. Mm -hmm. Um, but the character of Aaron is just, is, is a really, um, I think it's a, it's a really calming, Mm -hmm. strong love force in, um, in the story. And and Flora's saying, you know, that she agrees with Anna that Aaron's been Rachel's rock and, and the contrast, she needs to see things clearly. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I think with anybody in, in your life that's very special to you, there's always that calming person that, that, that's that's able to give you some good common sense and at, at certain points in your life. And I think that's important. I think that's why they say opposites attract sometimes. Right, right. So. Plus, he knew how to get a lime in the Corona bottle. So there's that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, you need those things. But anyhow, so yeah, so that's, you know, they're going, they're headed off to the hospital now and we'll see what happens and what the diagnosis is. Right. Because, you know, I'm thinking at this point, you know, she fell and she injured her leg. And Mm -hmm. I'm also, I'm wondering if Julia's, Pain is probably overshadowing anything else right now, I'm guessing. But in the back of her head, is she thinking, okay, you know, this is when um, my issue with with my leg is going to come out. Right. You know, I'm wondering if she's worried about that or thinking about that. And yes, Betty, Paul is my rock, she says. Yes, he is. (laughs) Which, by the way, we... we I, I, I started to laugh this week. We had a um, a cow break loose from <laughs> in Philadelphia in the city uh, mm-hmm. this week from uh, slaughterhouse. I didn't realize Aww. we had slaughterhouses here, but we do. I didn't and, either. Um, I, I, you know, it, it, I wondered if uh, Paul would have been able to wrangle that that cow better <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to report that the <laughs> cow did not go to the slaughterhouse it, it's ended up in a sanctuary so it's can live out its life thank you uh, people that do that so anyhow so i was i was thinking about paul no her name was not mary sunshine i don't know what her name was but it was just fun <laughs> first of all 
And the saddest part of town she was running around in is not a rural part of the town. It is a very much <sighs> row houses and busy streets. So, <sighs> which kind of is like, eh. it's fun to see those things. We get a lot of chickens running around in, in our streets too, for whatever reason. So, and chickens? Throwing that out, chickens, yes. And, and Philly. In Philly, and we've also had a couple of pigs break loose from someplace. So. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, you, uh, well, you, hey, we—I can tell you a story about three years ago, four years ago. There was all this commotion. Um, I'm on a side street off of a main drag called Belmont Avenue, and all this commotion down there. And here's this horse, riderless horse, because it still has its saddle and everything on running around i'm like what in the name of god is a horse doing running up belmont avenue <sighs> the city line which is a big thoroughfare i was like was like, yes we we get a lot of strange things yeah well i and i'm laughing because betty said yay i'm happy for the cow <laughs> and she said a city cow cool she said that's interesting looks like someone is trying to have a farm in the city Either that I think it or might somebody, be getting back to its roots. Yeah, I, or either that or somebody bought the cow to send to the slaughterhouse. Mm. Which, yeah, that's unfortunately that's wild. is yeah. I I I just can't imagine slaughterhouses. <laughs> Flora saying there are all sorts of animals running around Miami. LOL, you wouldn't believe, especially chickens and roosters. <laughs> oh, I can understand that. You know, chickens aren't bad. It's the roosters you got to watch out for. <laughs> I'm serious and, about that. And speaking of roosters, I finally, I think I mentioned last week, I, I finally got to watch Hollywood Dirt. Uh huh. Um, and uh, one of the one of the characters in it is uh, the pet rooster <laughs> that was gifted uh, to the 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 male lead. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought they did that. Uh, I thought they did a really good job with that. And uh, it reminds me of, you know, mm -hmm. people who will buy pets that don't really understand what they're getting in themselves into. <laughs> okay. um, but the rise of ch uh, chicken farming is definitely happening. Oh, <laughs> Anna's saying, yeah, chicken, chickens are the new pet. My son's family has four in the burbs. There's a lot of them. That's a lot right. Of them in SR, the burbs. <laughs> that's right. SR Fox, the, the name of the rooster, um, the pet rooster was Cocky. Nice. <laughs> Which was well done, Alessandra Torre. Um, yes. That was funny. That was really, really funny. And all the, you know, that's that's a good example of a book translated to film. Um, one of the things they noted at the, in the one setting is the fact that this um, person did all kinds of very kitschy um, country theme and she had chicken was her, chickens and roosters were her theme and that that set designer did an outstanding job I mean every square inch of the frame you could see all chickens kinds of chickens roosters. and chicken I, I love the chicken bedspread and the chick the, the chicken and rooster sheets oh, I mean it was it was really that funny after is a little after much. reading the book after reading the book, um, they, I just thought they nailed, they really nailed that whole aspect of it. It was very funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing, what they do on the sets that we haven't seen yet. 
mm. um, for rapture um, because their attention to detail is um, is pretty pretty great and and creating that scene is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, SR Fox says it was too much. It really was. It was <laughs> and I, I just thought it was great the way the actors played off of it. Um, it was really, really, I thought, very funny. Um, well, when Betty was a, a, a little girl, um, her mom bought her siblings a quail as a pet. Really? Wow. Is that anything quail- like the the dove you have now <laughs> a, a yeah. quail in in uh, a quail in the shadow of yankee stadium mm-hmm. <laughs> that's well you amazing. know it's funny because in the suburbs around us they you know a lot of houses are now have their own little chicken coops mm-hmm. and uh, hence the, the coming of the red foxes and the coyotes that are now roaming neighborhoods in this area so, but my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law is like a landscaper and he works small gardens. He's not, he doesn't do the big jobs. He just likes those small gardens and creating them and stuff. And he's got this one client that has a bunch of hens at their house. And he's always bringing home a dozen, dozen and a half of fresh eggs. And I, they're fresh because they still have not been washed. <laughs> you could tell. My, uh, my sister will not touch them because they're <laughs> brown and greenish in color and beautiful colors, but she won't touch them. It's funny. Oh, and these are like really fresh eggs. They're yeah, they're excellent. That's you know that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. But to every everybody has their own comfort level. That's so. True. I, uh, you know, Betty I, I, noted her mom grew up with lots of animals. I guess she figured we needed that too. Of course. And she said, Beer the Dove is now over 20 years old and still going strong. I That's love it. wonderful. I love the name of it too. too. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, girl, I had this high school friend, um, Anne, who passed away this past year from breast cancer. And remember, feel your boobies. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. Um, they... When she, when we were in high school, her father and mother moved them to a, this this neighborhood and in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. And in this area that they were, originally had been this huge mansion with horses and whatever. And through the years, it, you know, they'd broken off little parcels of ground around all these big fields that they had for houses. And Anne and her mom and dad and brothers and sisters, they moved into this. It was originally like a barn, farmhouse mm-hmm. type thing on the property. And they had, it was, they, their parents were renting it from the main owners. And uh, they had 80 chickens and one rooster. And that rooster was very hen-packed because when, you know, it, you could tell just by the, all the feathers that were off of it. Um, and they had four or five cows that they would put out into the pasture. And, um, again, this is not a rural area. This is not farmland. This is a, you know, just a suburb outside of Philadelphia. And, but Anne's father and mother used to send me home with a couple dozen eggs all the time. My mother would never use them. 
because they were brown. Because when you have <laughs> eggs, they're supposed to be white. You buy them in a grocery store. <laughs> Not yeah. quite how everybody approaches that, but I know. Anna I know. says I have two dozen fresh eggs in my fridge now. Mm-hmm. Mm, we have, you know, we've had friends who've um, who've had uh, chickens, and they've they've provided us with some eggs and different times, and it's just it's just great. It's mm-hmm. um, it's just a. You know, again, I go, going back, uh, like we started the show, you know, that sense of community and sharing and growing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, and Anna thanked uh, you for mentioning um, that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please get checked. She's saying she is a 14-year survivor as of November 1st, which is a that's, wonderful milestone. Congratulations. Anna, I'm so glad to hear that. It really is super important. Um, and uh, SR Fox and Betty have both noted that they that they have mostly brown eggs where SR Fox lives, and Betty has seen brown eggs. And yeah. white eggs are sold internationally, which they are. And um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, indeed, right, indeed, Betty, no difference. SR Fox said. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, they taste the same. And again, my mom, not living nowhere near farmlands or chickens, <laughs> lucky if they had a dog um, <laughs> household, uh, you know, that, that was her thing. And I, I can remember a vague memory. It's going way back. I, I, we lived in Wisconsin when I was very small. And um, I remember being in a grocery store and my mother was looking through all the eggs because she couldn't find any white eggs. Uh, yeah. 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 So. It happens. It happens, but right. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm just thinking as we, as we wrap up here that... It, it all has to do with what you're exposed to and what your experiences are exactly. and what you're, exactly. you're used to. And you might not realize, you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Um, and uh, so that's, you know, that Anna noted her son's chickens lay brown, green, blue, and white eggs, which mm-hmm. I think are, mm-hmm. are really great. Um, and uh, another note from the chat room is uh, reminding everyone about October being Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. The Foxy Corners proceeds this month will go to a special organization that helps victims. So also super important um, to yep. support those organizations as well. Yes, Her mom always bought both, but she buys brown eggs, Flora said. Yep, I have brown eggs in my fridge right now. I don't know what and we have in the... Uh... Yeah, I, Anna, thank you for mentioning that as well, um, Domestic Violence Awareness and Miscarriage Awareness Month. I did not realize that. And I mean, isn't it interesting that all these women's health issues, uh, um, well, domestic violence is for both women and men, um, as is breast cancer awareness, truly, but the numbers tend to be more on the side on of the, the women in terms side, yeah. of effect, effective uh, numbers that are being affected. Um, yeah. Wow. And, and and thank you for bringing up the miscarriage. Um, mm. I, I know I had a miscarriage uh, probably about 
20-some years ago. 22 years ago, I think, 23. Mm. And uh, people don't realize that you, when, when you, know, you have a miscarriage, no matter where it is along in the pregnancy, that there's a certain amount of uh, disappointment in your own body. Mm-hmm. that people don't are not aware of. And, you know, they, oh, just brush it off, you had a miscarriage, just brush it off type of thing. And, and sometimes it's not that easy to do. No. So thank you for bringing that up. Yes, and um, Floor just also echoes the sentiments about um, getting checked. She said, yes, please get checked. I work in the OBGYN care and I have friends and family who are survivors of cancer. So very important to do your screening. Cheryl, good morning, good morning. She woke up, ladies, she said, that's okay. Sorry that you couldn't join us um, because we're wrapping up right now, but I'm glad you got to pop in. Uh, She's gonna check us out later when the podcast is posted. Um, There's some new news. that you'll want to hear, Cheryl, and uh, we talked about chapters 36 and 37. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we just were talking about the reminders about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and um, Miscarriage Awareness Month, which I did not realize October was as well. And uh, Anna noted she's lost two pregnancies and two breasts. And we're so glad that you're a survivor. And and I'm just sorry for all the pain and the hurt that you've gone through because that's that is a lot. So and just to uh, bring it up to date as far as other specific things for today, we have Astronomy Day, Mm -hmm. Curious Events Day, Fire Prevention Day, which is very important right now, Mm -hmm. Um, International African Penguins Awareness Day. International Beer and Pizza Day. That's a day I could get into. Oh. Um, International Newspaper Carrier Day. Leif Erickson Day. Mm. Oh, there and, we go. Yeah, and uh, National Chess Day. Uh, National Costume Swap Day. Why you'd swap costumes, I don't know, but that's... Uh, uh, then National Kids Bowl Free Day, Moldy Cheese Day. I could get into that one too. <laughs> a good Stilton is always very nice. Oh my gosh! Um, National Sneaker Day, uh, Nautilus Night, Scrubs Day, <laughs> World right? Post Day, Universal Music Day. Hey, great for Ellie and your bandmates there. Mm-hmm. Um, submarine Hero. Grinder or Hoagie Day. That's another day I can get into a Hoagie. Grade. Yes, that I actually, really we, I actually had some excellent Hoagies from um, a wonderful bakery called Maz, Maz uh, Bakery and More. Um, uh, it's a Portuguese bakery. Um, I had sandwiches there, Hoagies there from yesterday, and we actually stopped there for donuts this morning. Mm-hmm. And they have this great fat fried dough. Um, treat fried dough dipped in sugar, um, as you know, many cultures have called malasadas. I was hoping Monica would be on cause it's a Portuguese, more or less a P- Portuguese donut mm-hmm. and, uh, delicious if you ever have a chance. Um, 
So I'm looking, looking in the chat. Mm -hmm. um, Flora noted um, the miscarriage is such a sensitive topic, and Pam, unfortunately, she deals with that every day, mm -hmm. and she's just so sorry for you and for those who've gone through it. Um, and also, Cheryl is asking for prayers. She said her daughter is involved in a bad relationship. Pray that she is strong enough to leave. So we will do that Absolutely. for you. And um, in terms of the pizza day, um, Betty says pizza is always good. I might get pizza to celebrate. New York pizza is the uh, best. <laughs> we'll have hoagies for said. And uh, SR Fox said she will pray um, for your daughter, Cheryl. I'm a domestic violence survivor herself. So we're grateful that you've um, you've been able to survive that mm -hmm. SR Fox again. Absolutely, absolutely. I know. I and it's really I know really how, tough. I know how hard it is for for people to get out of relationships like that. Um, my husband's niece, when uh, she married, got very involved with this man and. Um, he moved her from North Carolina, where she was basically born and raised, to North Adams, Massachusetts, which is on the western side of Massachusetts, and it's a more of a rural area than than uh, if you go further east. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can she she called me. I don't know how many times uh, after this for a couple of months because it was just so horrible for her. And so I, I had a good friend. She was very much involved in a volunteer with a domestic abuse uh, group. And uh, she gave me some great advice. And my son and I at the, drove up to North Adams, picked her up, took her to um, the police station to get an order of protection. And then uh, proceeded to drive my drive down to back to New York and, and I where I met my friend um, who got her into a shelter and fortunately she was able to break free of that and uh, has moved on with her life she's back in North Carolina and uh, doing quite well from what I understand so well that's good to hear yeah that's really good to hear so, yeah it, but it's it's not none easy. of these things are that. easy mm. None yeah. of these things are easy, but so, anyway. I think talking about it and raising awareness is super important. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm, I'm grateful that you guys um, share and remind and, and I think we learn from each other mm -hmm. by doing that. So um, thank you for that. And um, thank you for your input and um, adding your comments. Cause I think the comments are what makes this such a special time Mm -hmm. And a special podcast, at least for me, I, I, I learn a lot from everybody every week. Um, and it does reinforce that community that it does. Um, is so wonderful. And, and having these beautiful books and other books and, and films that we can um, turn to for enjoyment and for um, inspiration and, um, and for learning and discussing, I think is really, really special. So mm -hmm. I think so, next week. Next actually, week, we'll find out what's going on with uh, Julia. See what's uh, see what the scoop is. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll double check. I think that I think that's fine. I don't think we had anything else planned on the agenda for that week. No. I, I think we have our chapter thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some other special podcasts coming up, mm-hmm. um, so stay tuned for that. Yep. Um, and uh, Betty noted it ends with us by Colleen Hoover deals with domestic violence. She highly recommends it. And Anna notes domestic violence crosses all planes of society. PFAs are good, but the piece of paper is not what protects. We just orchestrate a mother and son to leave and start fresh. Yes, it's super important. Well, the order Um, of protection was also went to my son and I in case her ex came came down, tried to get a hold of us to since we got her out of it. So yeah, working at a YW um, for several years. We had um, child care center and we had certain children that had protection. So we had to be very careful um, who was coming in and out um, for the kids. And Mm -hmm. there was a protocol in place if someone came who was not allowed to have access to the kids. So um, it's sad, but it's all about safety. It is. Um, It is. So. So. I am going to leave us today with one of the great surf guitarists that have ever lived. Also, oh. the late Stevie Ray Vaughan. And uh, the surf guitarist is Dick Dale. So, enjoy. Have a good week, everybody. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Everyone, take care. Be safe. And um, happy, Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving to our, Canadian to our friends, friends in Canada. That's right. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much.